It's the next level. Panels to Pixels, Jessica Jones, Seasons 1 Recap and Season 2 Recap and Review. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. So, Steve, we're going to recap these two seasons of Jessica Jones before we actually get into season three, which will be the last of the Jessica Jones Netflix series. Yeah, so we got the word from Netflix that June 14th, which is next Friday, when we're recording this on on, uh, June 8th, Next Friday, the Jessica Jones season three will drop. So we thought we would do a quick recap of season one and then do a recap and review of season two for y'all. Uh, I just binged this week. I binged season two. I, uh, kind of just kind of looked at season one. I didn't really watch any episodes, but so I've got a recap of, of Jessica Jones season one that I'll give you, give you all a recap of season two. And then uh, Mark and I will, uh, we'll give our reviews of season two and Mark will throw in his comments as we, uh, as we go along. But season one of Jessica Jones, if you don't remember, we're introduced to this character. She's a private detective. She's got super strength and, and agility. We meet her friends. We meet Malcolm and Trish and uh, they're regular humans that kind of get swept up into the whirlwind that is Jessica's life. Kilgrave was the main bad guy in season one and he can control people with his words. And uh, we see a lot of that throughout the season. He basically can tell anyone to do anything and, and they'll just do it. And even like he, if he just casually says the wrong thing, he has to be careful. Um, if he just casually says something wrong to somebody, they'll go do something. Uh, we also meet Luke Cage. He's another super powered hero in, in season one. Uh, among the other characters we meet, we meet Jessica's uh, lawyer friend whose name is Jerry Hogarth. Uh, she's more than a lawyer, though. We also meet Simpson. He's a cop uh, who gets controlled by Kilgrave for a while. And when the season wraps up at the end, this final confrontation between Jessica Jones and Kilgrave, she kills him uh, by breaking his neck. And that kind of ends season one for us and brings us into season two. Uh, any thoughts on season one, Mark? That you remember? I honestly, with season one, honestly, this was an amazing introduction of a character to me. It was very much under my radar because I didn't really know it, the character at that time. And she was filled of all human issues with someone who has all these powers, but had a turbulent, you know, a turbulent life. And all while she was understanding her powers. But when we see her, she only uses her powers at times when it is needed. She still relies on her investigative talents, you know, while she's actually doing her job as a private investigator. So she has emotional impulses at times. Jessica self-medicates with alcohol (laughs) to ease her mind to, to make sense out of her life. But it's the private, you know, detective that she is 
for the most part, you know, that, you know, that keeps her who she is and wants to help people, but she can't seem to help herself at times. For sure. She's, she's definitely, I didn't mention that, but she's definitely a reluctant superhero. She doesn't like that she has powers. And in fact, we see a lot of that in, in season two when, uh, we see this, just this, this idea behind the, the superhero who doesn't want to be a superhero. She would really just rather be a, a private detective. And, uh, so season two of Jessica Jones, and, and like I said earlier, I just binged it this week, all 13 episodes. And it's definitely, it's very, uh, easy to binge. It's Netflix. Uh, they kind of did this in the first season, but it's for sure you can see it here in season two, especially with their skip intro, the ability or availability on some TVs, because literally almost every episode, I think as I was thinking about this yesterday, there's only like one or two episodes that don't pick up exactly where the last one left off or back up a little bit and show you something that happened in the last episode, the very end of the last episode into the next episode. So it's, it's definitely easy to, to, to binge the, uh, the main uh, story, the main plot of season two is Jessica kind of investigating her own past and trying to find out about her powers. There's a, a B story that involves Malcolm and, and Trish and Trish being uh, kind of addicted to the inhaler that gives uh, that gave Simpson his powers in season one and kind of gives her the same kind of thing gives her kind of strength and agility very similar to Jessica's and then there's a C story that kind of has Jerry uh, dealing with a terminal disease Jerry Hogarth her lawyer friend dealing with this terminal disease and uh, as Jessica's past you know it turns out to be very much more complicated than uh, than we even kind of touched on in season one. And through her investigation, she discovers uh, that someone is killing people who are uh, connected to IGH, which was the company that we discussed, we saw in season one that gave her, kind of gave her her powers. And uh, the doctor that has saved her life as well is, is killed at the beginning, or one of the doctors that was involved in it is killed. And as she's investigating, she finds out that her mother is actually alive and that her mother has powers and is even stronger then Jessica and has more rage than Jessica had. Uh, her mother is the one who's killing people that are connected to this IGH. And by the end of the season, all three of these stories kind of come together. And uh, at the end, we have uh, Malcolm working for a competing private investigating agency and is retained by Jerry's new law firm that she is opening up herself with money she got from the settlement with the old law firm. Uh, Trish has killed Jessica's mother by shooting her in the head. And this causes Jessica uh, to basically say that she's dead to her. And then finally we see Jessica by herself drinking in her apartment, but then she goes down to, or goes up to the superintendent of the building's uh, apartment where it has dinner with him and his young son. And they have been having this kind of off and off again, on again relationship in uh in this season. And so that the season ends with a little bit of hope, but at the same time, it kind of comes crashing down uh, at the same time with her being basically alone and everyone who was her, you know, her most important people in her life are gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's really upsetting too. Yeah. I, I was trying to, I was really trying to figure out when season two ended uh, when I finished watching it yesterday. Um, 
if it really is like, is it a positive ending or is it a negative ending or is it a, it's, it's kind of in between because like I said, she and Malcolm uh, are no longer talking to each other. Apparently she and Trish aren't talking to each other, but yet she's trying to build uh, this relationship with this, with this guy. So it's going to be interesting when we do start to see season three, we see what, what has become of her since this, this all happened. Yeah, I would like to see where it kicks off because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and one thing that, that jumped out at me is this season, season two, it picks up after The Defenders season one, but you don't really have any kind anything about her dealing with those events at all. You know, she the beginning of season two, she has just kind of gone back to being a private investigator again. And that's what we see at the end of season two, that she's kind of gone back to doing her private investigation business and uh, keeping things going with that. So uh, I've got uh, some top five moments and Mark, why don't you, you know, if you, if you remember any, just go ahead and and throw those in as we go along. Uh, But uh, one of mine, number five is Kilgrave. And what we find out during season two, Jessica kills a a prison guard who has been harassing her mother uh, in prison and this this prison guard has also apparently killed other inmates and made the deaths look like suicide. So when she leaves that after disposing of that body, making it look like he committed a suicide, she starts to see visions of Kilgrave. And she actually sees multiple Kilgraves at one point that are all talking to her and telling her uh, you know, that she's a killer and, and all these different things. And now explaining the fact that this is now three deaths. Uh, that she's responsible for, you know, she killed Reva, which, okay, you could kind of say Reva wasn't her fault because it was, she was ordered to do it by Kilgrave and it was kind of an accident. And then when she killed Kilgrave, she was really trying to, uh, you know, just stop him from hurting other people. And this guy, Dale, uh, he was attacking her. And when she hit him and, and killed him, but with her power, with her strength and power, you would think there might have been a way she could have ended that attack without killing him. So I think maybe that's where her guilt is coming from, is that she's got this guilt over uh, killing these three people. What do you think, Mark? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. She has those that guilt of what Kilgrave did to her and manipulating her. And on top of that, I love the idea that they brought Kilgrave back because that's still stuck in her consciousness. She still is thinking about Kilgrave and what he did to her with her powers to do his own bidding. And, you know, we went throughout the whole first season about Kilgrave, and obviously we know he's dead, but the whole thing is, is that he is still a constant within her mind. And I'm curious to see if that's going to take part in anything in season three. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see if that vision comes back again, because uh, David Tennant really seems to have a, a handle kind of on that character and, and, and stuff. And one of my the other one of my moments that I really liked from the season is the fact that when we pick up the beginning of season two, Malcolm is learning to become a private investigator. He wants to, you know, he wants to be not just an assistant. He wants to be an associate. He wants to be a partner. He wants to be part of the business. And by the end of the season, they split and he goes to work for this rival company, but we can see that he has, he's definitely progressed in his learning and his knowledge. So I'll be interested to see in season three, 
if Malcolm has actually obtained his own private investigators, you know, license and thing, because uh, that's one of the things that Jerry says at the end when she gets her own, her own firm, he was trying to, to get hired on by her. And she says, well, you're not even licensed or certified or anything like that. So I'm not going to hire you. And basically just kind of throws him out. So when he shows up at the end with the guy who she has retained as kind of her private investigator, she's, she's surprised, but you can also tell that she's uh, she admires the fact that he had that initiative. Oh, definitely. I think he has the gumption enough to do this. That's the whole thing. And I think Malcolm will be a very prevalent character within season three. And I love the idea of Malcolm mm -hmm. as a character. He is so much there. Regardless of all the stuff that was going on with his addictions and everything mm -hmm. else and him being manipulated that we find out within season two. So I, I really think that Malcolm's going to be a strong point just as well as Trish in season three. And on top of that, I, I'm, I'm loving the idea that Jessica is pretty much on her own, but she's going to realize that, oh, these people are still here. And I think that's where it's going to come to, I would say, towards... And this is me predicting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this is me thinking out loud, thinking that Jessica is going to go back to her friends or those people that she relied on and is going to actually have them work with her and... They're going to be mostly the strong point mm -hmm. where she is going to be the force and they're going to be the masters behind of everything what happens within season three. But that's my prediction. That's my thought. Yeah, we'll see. And, and I think I, I hope so. I hope, you know, I, it, I'm torn in, on this issue and uh, because part of me. Really, I, we love that dynamic. We love these three characters, Malcolm, Trish, and Jessica, and, and their interaction with each other. And so the fact that they're kind of split apart at the end of season two makes you, you know, you, you, you're like, oh, I can't believe they're split apart. And then in season three, I hope they don't make us wait too long for them to come back together. But I do hope they give us a little bit of time of seeing them all three kind of on their own. Because at the end of season two, there's a moment when you you get the idea that Trish may have some powers as a result of that experiment that the doctor did on her that almost killed her because she drops her cell phone. It's going to fall down between the crack, between the elevator and the wall, and she, she uh, catches it with her foot, and then she flips it back into her hand, and she just kind of stands there on one leg looking at her phone and realizing that she has some sort of agility some sort of, of, uh, of, you know, whether it's, it's a leftover remnant of the, the, um, inhaler that she was doing or more than likely, I think it's going to end up being some side effect of that doctor's, uh, when that doctor worked on her there at the end of the season. Oh, definitely. A, a permanent side effect. Yeah. Based upon, you know, what she's been doing to herself. And I already talked a little bit about, um, Jessica being, you know, a PI going back to her private investigating at the beginning of the season and at the end, she's going back to doing that and then meeting up with the super and trying to see if that relationship. So again, those are things that I hope we see more of that in the next season. I hope we see her reaching out and trying to be, you know, part of society, kind of have a normal life kind of thing. And, uh, 
I, uh, there was a couple of quotes that I really liked in season two uh, that jumped out at me. And uh, one of them was when she's in the bar, the beginning of the season in, in episode two, she says, I'm planning to sit here. The, the bartender kind of asks her what her plan is. And she says, I'm planning to sit here and drink until I come up with a better plan. <laughs> so I, I like that. And then uh, of course, when she's seeing visions of Kilgrave in, in episode 11, uh, he says uh, something to her, the effect she said, he says, uh, there's only one path to true justice and you're getting really good at it. And this is after she's killed Dale. So, um, you know, we're seeing that, that thought of just, just more of that vision, more of her trying to connect with humanity. I love that we got a, a quick cameo by Turk at, uh, towards the end of the season that he's one of those characters that has kind of moved between all of these, uh, series is I think he's just in been in just about every single one of them had some sort of small cameo role uh in in each and every uh storyline. So that that kind of cool to see him connecting these universes together. Uh and of course the C storyline that I talked about earlier was uh, was great to see more of Jerry. You know, we got an inkling of it in season one that there was more to her than just being a lawyer. And now here in, in season two, we get that in full bloom. We see her manipulating people. We see her just doing things that you wouldn't have normally thought she was going to do. Yeah. It, Carrie Ann Moss, I think, is going to be very prevalent in season three. At this, point. I hope so. I, I kind of I, I kind of sneaked a peek at IMDb and IMDb doesn't have uh, these characters in a lot of the episodes, but I think IMDb may have it wrong. I'm hoping that the, that IMDb has it wrong. So I hope so. I, you know, she's a beautiful woman and she's a great actor and I want to see her in the show, but we've already kind of talked about our hopes and dreams for season three. Uh, anything else that you, 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 you want to see more of in season three? I really want to see something about Jessica where she actually progresses. I, I, you know, Honestly, she's embraced the idea of her powers and everything, but she still is a resident about her impact on people and their lives. And that's, I think that's why she's trying to stay away from Malcolm and she's trying to stay away from Jerry and Trish. But regardless, whatever happens within a season, she's going to wind up having to get involved. Which is really upsetting. You know, it's like, you know, she has to get involved because she's the focal point. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm just hoping they end this, this series on a season three. Unfortunately, we don't have Netflix, you know, Jessica Jones anymore after this. We, we kind of said that before with The Punisher and, you know, and Daredevil, we just kind of got a, an abrupt end. And I I still have yet to watch that yeah. completely. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't caught up on Daredevil uh, either. That's one that that I've got to, to to see how they ended that because you know we we ended up we ended our our uh, coverage of the Punisher by looking at season two and they basically ended the the Punisher series by having him still out there doing his thing, being the Punisher. And part of me hopes that's kind of how they end Jessica Jones. They. They end with her still out there doing her thing, being the private investigator. And even though we know we're not going to see her in Netflix shows anymore, or apparently we're not going to see her anymore, we can at least, you know, think that in our mind, she's still out there 
uh, kind of doing her job and, and doing the, the her thing. Exactly. It's I, I just hope they ended on a good note where she just keeps doing what she's doing. Yeah. And that's really what I want. And if they do happen to pick it up on Hulu or whatever format in time, whether these actors actually come back as those characters is another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not delved into the idea of looking at Charlie Cox Kristen Ritter, or the guy who played Luke Cage, or, you know, yeah. that Danny Ryan guy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike but, Coulter, uh, and, uh, I don't know the other guy. So, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they, they, they created this, and a lot of fans are loving this idea. So, you know, uh, if they actually do bring them back, that is, that will be awesome. Yeah. But, I, I have a funny feeling with the way they do things in Marvel, with all the the contracts and everything. I think it's going to be rewritten and brought in new. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do on the Disney Plus, if they do a Power Man and Iron Fist show and redo the idea of Jessica Jones and kind of tame it down. Because honestly, it's Disney Plus and Disney is obviously the king right now because they own everything between star wars yeah. marvel muppets everything so <laughs> you know i you know i just want to see something in that kind of style it doesn't have to be pg13 or m for mature or whatever i just want to see these characters come back in some way you know you know deep down in my little gut I always wanted Daredevil to come out in Endgame, but that didn't happen. But, you know, it's one of those feelings of, like, I really wanted that to happen, but it will never happen. So uh, I'm just hoping they they continue on with something and they continue the torch and or if reigniting the torch to something that is really good so that we could actually, you know, watch these characters come to life on screen or on our tv you know that that's the Mm -hmm. one thing you know it's like netflix just kind of dropped it and it had to do with something with all the contracts that was going on with disney and uh with marvel itself and they decided to end it probably because of budgets and what they can do and where they're going and well they don't they don't own the property anymore that's i mean the bottom line and Marvel's got it. So Marvel, Marvel, Marvel had it. Marvel sold it to Disney, and uh, so Netflix just basically got cut out of the the equation. And they had nowhere to go yeah. with these characters and in the forms that they had them, at least. And so hopefully we'll see something. You know, if I think I read and we kind of talked about this a, a few weeks ago that if Disney does decide to go with kind of their Disney Plus as kind of the family oriented shows and Hulu. Now that they own Hulu, uh, with more of the adult kind of older kids or adult uh, concepts, if we can see these characters, you know, maybe move into the Hulu uh, universe or something. I, you know, I want to see. I love the character. I love the way Christian Ritter portrayed her. But at the same time, it's not gonna it's not gonna kill me to see somebody else play that character as long as they play it. Uh, or at least it's as long as it's the same character, as long as they don't change the character up. Oh, definitely, you know, yeah. For a new, yeah, a new uh, series, keep it true to the idea and the concept. That's that's my yeah. idea. But uh, we're actually going to get through Hulu apparently a Howard the Duck. So 
That would be awesome. Yeah, I think, and maybe that'll kick off some of these these crossovers. And now that they've got, like you said, now that uh, Disney kind of owns everything, maybe we'll we will be able to see more of these small screen characters get pulled into the larger screen, or have the larger screen characters come down into the smaller screen because there's a lot of actors, and it doesn't have the same stigma that it used to have. the The idea of you know, you had used to be in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, maybe not so much the early 2000s because they started crossing over, but you had you had movie actors and you had television actors, and they were two different camps, you know, to where they didn't they very rarely crossed over, and that's not happening now. Now it's it's they're all in different because TV budgets have gotten so much better and so much and the quality is so much better. Movie actors are coming down and doing television shows. Television shows are being taken to the movies. So it's it's exciting. It's exciting to see that. Oh, definitely. So I think that pretty much wraps up everything that we have for seasons one and two. Yeah, for Jessica Jones, unfortunately, that's uh, and but we will we will be back with season three. Um, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But why don't you give us uh, your comic talk news, Mark? All right. Well, with comic talk, there's a few things that are coming up. And first off would be the DC app just canceled. Swamp Thing, which I just started watching. I watched the pilot episode, and I watched the second episode, and they were really, really good. And Ben Beck, who is part of DC Primetime, who is our big honcho, loves the show, and I love the show. And I don't understand why they would just end this. Just it's it's crazy. How bad do the rate do the streaming ratings have to be for a show that they're going to cancel after two episodes? They had to have made more. I'm assuming, right? It's not like I mean, if it went to it, I just don't. That makes I saw that when you uh, reposted that ad, and I was like, because the, the whole point of streaming is to give give a show a chance to kind of build an audience. You know, it's it's not you're not going to get right out of the gate a big thing. So there must have been something. A huge maybe behind the scenes that happened with that show that uh, they tried to give it acts that early. Yeah, exactly. Considering they used a big time director in the very beginning with the first pilot, mm-hmm. and he was really good, and the second episode was really good. So I think it had to do with money and everything else. And mm-hmm. DC is feeling that they can't compete, maybe. But, uh, you know, if you look at Teen Titans, Teen Titans actually got pulled from DC and got put onto Netflix. Hmm. And it's interesting enough, like, wow. And I just started watching, you know, Doom Patrol, and Ben and his partner are actually podcasting about those as well. And those shows are amazing. They're really Hmm. good. I enjoy those shows. Why are they just jumping ship? Are they losing money or what's going on? I I just don't know. But honestly, I've been looking forward to a really good Swamp Thing for a long time. This kind of reminded me and, you know, you you guys are going to have to actually watch it. It reminded me of Man-Thing. And there was a movie in the early 2000s that came out called Man-Thing, which is a Marvel property. Which was Marvel's idea of Swamp Thing. But with that, you know, a little twist because Man Thing was basically somebody trying to do the whole 
super soldier serum in the swamp and next thing you know Mm -hmm. mysticism comes into play and you know this whole you know i i i I don't know really how to explain it but it's kind of like a uh witchy kind of thing in new orleans Mm -hmm. and everything where he could burn somebody could see into their souls and see what they do yeah i remember a little bit of man thing of the the comic book uh, yeah so it had some weird stuff in it yeah it, it was really interesting for its time but the movie itself, Man Thing, that came out in the early 2000s, was pretty much like a horror movie. And they portrayed Swamp Thing that way, but with really good character development, very good uh, story development as far as how the characters go, where they come mm-hmm. from, where they go, how he becomes a hero. And I'm, I'm, and that's just off of two episodes. Now, yeah, now, mind yeah. you, they could do so much with this, but I guess they didn't want to put so much money into it. And, you know, we're we're going to cover Man-Thing probably later on. Uh, I, I rewatched it, and oh my god. Okay, I'll leave it for the, the review. But uh, <laughs> to, to watch it, because it actually does have the Marvel logo in the very beginning of it, and it came directed to the video at the time i saw it when it came out and i rented it from blockbuster on dvd that's how long ago it was yeah so uh but honestly swamp thing i always i i hold something in my heart for that show uh not the show itself but the original movie which was done by wes craven and then there was a second movie which was a little bit campy but it was fun to watch and i enjoyed it it had uh had the Locklear in it, and uh, I thought it was pretty funny, and it had that goofiness to it. And then in the 90s, they actually had a TV series, and I watched a few times. The effects weren't that great, but the story was there. Uh, they had Arcane and everybody else, Abby Arcane. They had Swamp Thing. They had a few creatures here and there, but uh, this was showing promise in a sense of where we're at with all these superhero movies and shows that this would do very well. And apparently Netflix decided, or DC, the DC app decided, or the DC company decided to pull out from it. And I I, I just don't understand it, you know? Yeah. But uh, needless to say, we have it for a full 10 episodes. So I encourage everybody to go watch it because... I work with somebody who loves Swamp Thing, and mm. I have a Canadian comic. So did they? Did they release all ten episodes? No, and they're just not. No, no, no. Okay. They have. So not. they made they made ten, but they're only they're only releasing two. Uh they've released two so far. They're going to release the rest right. as they come out. And right, but they've already announced that they're not making a, a second season. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. So, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, like I was saying, uh, I I work with somebody, and he's a huge Swamp Thing fan. I have a Canadian version. Uh, back in the early '90s, I went to a con and I had Bernie Wrightson sign it. And uh, Bernie Wrightson is no longer with us, and I loved Bernie Wrightson's work. So, if you could actually read some of those old comics with Bernie Wrightson's artwork in it, that would be amazing, because you'll look exactly of what. They were trying to predict with everything, with how the character is, how he interacts with other people, Abby Arcane, Arcane himself, 
all the things, all the monsters that Arcane had created, and the whole story itself. I, I just love the idea and the concept of uh, Swamp Thing. The early 80s movie wasn't that great, but I enjoyed it because I was a kid at the time, and we didn't have anything, and that was something out of the blue. So my my recommendation, if you're interested in watching those movies, go out there, watch them, enjoy them as they are, because honestly, come on, they can't, you know, redo those movies as they were back then. But we have what we have now. If they come up with a Swamp Thing movie, I'll go out there and watch it. But I think it would have to be at least a good over two hours long. You know, the, the Wes Craven version was really good for its time. But with minimal effects, I think with the current day and the current standard of effects, I think we'll have a lot. So, um, all I could say is, I'm really sad about this. You know, <laughs> DC yeah. decided to end it, and uh, all we have is 10 episodes, and I'm looking forward to the rest, you know, the next eight. Yeah. Okay. So, and then the next thing that I should bring up for Comic Talk would be, The Walking Dead issue 192 came out this week. Now, mind you, this was a big talk, everybody. I enjoyed it, but I saw this coming from, wow, you're talking about maybe 10 issues ago when they got rid of Andrea. Now, mind you, on the TV show, Andrea is not there anymore. Andrea was, in the comic books, Rick's love interest, and she died from a walker bite. You know, while she was on runs. And the last episode, uh, or issue, I should say, 191, ended where Rick got shot. Well, this issue was very much like a comic book I read years ago from, uh, it was a G.I. Joe uh, issue too, but it was very silent for the most part. But that's how I read it when I'm like, oh my god, there's no words, it's just panels, and you just read it as such. We lose Rick Grimes in the comic mm. book, and it's so wow. sad. That's big. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, Rick Grimes dies in the comic book, and that's a huge thing to come by. And Carl puts him down. He just reacts and just shoots a, a zombie, mm. and his mind it wasn't his father. So how this relates to the show, I don't know. Well, I mean, we, we've already discussed that before that the comics and the show are now two separate properties. Exactly. No, they, they may cross, they may cross plot lines and some storylines and stuff that may be similar, but we've just got to stop. I think, you know, just as podcasters, we've just got to stop. We can do like, you know, like walking Deadcast has a, a comic talk section for the the comic book but really we need to we all just need to understand that the there are two separate properties now that are you know there's no there's no yeah there's no crossing over yeah so. exactly and i the only thing i could recommend recommend to anybody is to read the compendiums and then get up to that point now this is very synonymous you know everybody thought that robert was going to go to issue 100 uh 200 at this point to do this but he did it at 192. So mm-hmm. this is a very important one. Um, apparently, uh, Walker Stalker Convention it got the original artist for The Walking Dead out there. And I'll announce that. I'm curious because I, I want to go. I have a ticket, but I haven't really prepped anything for it yet. We have which, which Walker Stalker? Which Atlanta. One 
Atlanta. Okay, that's what you didn't. You just said Walker Stalker Con. You didn't say which one. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so basically, that's I, I Walker going, Stalker eh, like Atlanta three coming up. Okay, Walker Stalker Atlanta. Okay, so so uh, yeah, they have the original artist uh, that worked with Robert Kirkman when they uh, developed this actual comic book, and he's mm. going to be out there. So uh, they have a variant blank cover comic all white over the original cover obviously and i'm looking to have him sign that if i go out there so nice but uh the thing is is that you know it's the the actual walking dead comic has stopped at a point where robert actually mentioned he goes well it ends with rick grimes well, obviously it's not because the the comic's going to continue and it's going to continue on with Carl's story, Michonne's story, everybody else that they've interacted with within the comics. So uh, I think Robert's going to end probably about two issue two fifty, and that's that's my gut feeling. And mm-hmm. uh, my recommendation would be if you haven't read the comics or you're been a fan of the show and you want to see the difference between it. Read the actual compendiums. You can get them. Uh, they're a little bit pricey, about like maybe $90 or something like that for each. And there's about three now. But uh, the comics are still out there, and I recommend reading it. And you'll get to that point of where, I'm sorry, you know, spoilers, Rick Grimes dies. But the thing is, is that, you know... This is an end of an era of this comic book that's been out since 2003. And that's very shocking to me. I I saw it coming from the time of uh, a specific issue. But uh, prove me wrong, you know, because, you know, Robert is kind of elusive and I can't read his mind. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the only other news I would have as far as comic related, as far as movies and comics is concerned would be dark Phoenix. And it just dropped and there's really bad press about it. I really want to go see it for myself. Uh, this is the last of the Fox property that's being distributed. That's done. And it's the last Fox uh, X-Men movie. Now, mind you, they've had a few... A few fail... uh, I'll do that again. Mind you, they've done a few failures. But... They... They did excel in certain movies. I could state off... Right off the bat, X2 was a really good movie. I would say Days of Future Past... The top one for me would mm-hmm. be the best of the X Men franchise. Uh, Logan being second, and then obviously the first movie. You know, we we never had an X Men movie at that point. So now we get this Dark Phoenix. Now they tried to do this story in X Three or X Men Three, and I was not a fan of that film at all. I have the the series on Blu-ray, and you know that's not one the one I go to. I usually go to X Men One, X Men Two, go to Days of Future Past, and then go to Logan. Uh, right? You know, I I really you know, and I 
I've seen people stating, and John Campia from Collider had stated that the first half is really, really good. It's the second on to the end where it just gets destroyed. Mm. Now, mind you, I'm going to go see it later on this weekend. And we're recording uh, on Saturday, you know, June 8th. And uh, I'm hoping to see it sometime tomorrow before, you know, Fear of the Walking Dead, because I have to watch that for the other podcast. (laughs) That's right. So uh, I'm going to go see it. And I I do enjoy all those actors because James McAvoy is great. I think Sophie Turner is awesome. Uh, Fassbender's amazing. Who doesn't love Jennifer Lawrence? Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicholas Holt, and uh, I, I forget the actor's name, but he was in <laughs> uh, in a bunch of movies. But he plays uh, Quicksilver. Uh, he mm-hmm. he's the the fast boy. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I would say I I wouldn't rush out to go see it. I don't think it's going to last that long. But uh, <laughs> I, I I'm just I have a funny feeling I'm going to be happy with the first half and then. The last half is not going to be comic correct. So I'm hoping that Marvel actually corrects this in a couple of years when they actually bring in the (laughs) X-Men. Yeah, we'll see what happens now that uh, we'll see who's, you know, where where it's going to go. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's like there's so much going on, but I think they just had to release this. Now, mind you, everybody, I love the idea of what they were doing, and I was l- really looking forward to New Mutants, and we haven't heard anything for uh, reshoots or rewrites or anything. And Yeah, it looks bad for New Mutants. Yeah, if it goes direct to uh, digital download or through the Disney app, I'm going to watch it, you know. I I, yeah. I love Maisie Williams. She she was awesome in Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be Wolfsbane. And from what I got out of it, the actual story is from the comic and I really want to see this movie. So I I'm, I'm hoping we actually do get to it. If it's direct to video, I'll get it. But mm-hmm. You know, th- I'm I'm just glad that this is the end of the Fox era, and we're ushering in the Marvel, Disney. But I'm just hoping that Disney will do what they intend <laughs> or plan on doing. Because yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they if they do or if they can. Uh, well, they can do without without crap in the bed. We'll see. Well, technically, <laughs> they're not going to touch Deadpool. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool is supposedly they they said if they do usher him into the Marvel or the MCU itself, they're going to actually do it at PG thirteen when he does cameos. But the yeah, next I, film will be rated we'll see. on. Yeah, and we're not. And the thing is, though, I mean, really, it's all just speculation until twenty twenty until until we see you know how these these properties are going to drop and what the, everything. I saw there was a huge article somebody wrote where they thought they know the schedule of what movies are coming out when. And even in that article, they just kept saying, but we don't actually know for sure that this is when this is going to drop. We just expect around this time frame. Well, Disney could throw, you know, they could throw the whole thing out and start <laughs> afresh. You know, there's no, there's no, uh, uh, no accounting for what they're going to do, but, uh, the, the, ma- the world that the mouse built is what we're entering into. <laughs> well, so. yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can't say that they haven't done 
real good. No, no, no. Know? I'm not saying it's bad. No, I think it's going to be great. I really do. I just, I just don't know. I, I just, everything is just speculation until we actually get the official press releases, you know, from Disney. Everything is just speculation about who's going to do what, what properties are going to happen, what movies are going to actually happen, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, but coming up on panels to pixels, uh, here, uh, next week, we should have a review of the first two episodes of Jessica Jones season three. For y'all, and then we will proceed because Netflix, I'm sure, is going to do what Netflix does. And on June 14th, <laughs> they will drop all, I'm assuming, 10 to 13 episodes of Jessica Jones season three. And I, I believe IMDb has 13 episodes listed at this time. And we plan on doing two episodes a week starting next week of Jessica Jones season three. That will lead us into the towards the end of July. Uh, I'll be out a week in July, so Mark may uh, have a filler episode, have a movie review for you during that that time, and then come August, uh, end of July, into August, we're going to look at Preacher Season 4. So that's the, the big announcement we have for Panels to Pixels, is that hopefully coming up in August, we will be covering Preacher Week to Week. Uh. Yeah, definitely week to week, and we should do like a whole review based on the last few episodes too, right? Yeah, we're gonna have to. We'll have to. to I've got to watch them again. It's been it's been a while now since I watched uh, the first three seasons, and so I want to go back and and rewatch all of them. Uh, get we'll get some reviews and some recaps for y'all, and uh, then once we get, we finish up with Preacher, we'll have to. Figure out where we go on from there, because oh, that's going to be probably October. Oh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> coming up. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, why don't you tell people how they can interact with us, Mark? Oh, definitely. Uh, the best way to interact to, with us would be through our Facebook group, which would be www.facebook.com slash panels to pixels. If you want to email us, you could actually email us at panels to pixels one at gmail.com that's panels two t the t-o you know spelled out pixels and the number one at gmail.com and there is a lot more i always recommend everybody to contact us through the facebook group because that's the easiest way for us to get our content uh eventually we'll come up with the twitter Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully an Instagram. You know, a lot of people are doing that. That seems the new cliche thing. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of a lot of likes and a lot of new uh, new visitors to the panels to pixels Facebook page. So thank you for all of those that are doing that. Thank you for those that are interacting with us on that on that page. And uh, we're excited for what's uh, what's coming up. So basically, if you want to listen to us anywhere else, uh, I am a host on the Walking Dead Talk Through with Brian Malosh on Golden Spiral Media. We're currently within the Fear of the Walking Dead season five, and that's going to be dropping tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night on Sunday. So if you guys want to leave any feedback there or here, doesn't matter where. Uh, we'll be glad to read it on our uh, the, our podcast for Fear the Walking Dead talk through. 
And as always, you can hear me on various podcasts that I send uh, voicemails to. I've just uh, started, and they're going to be wrapping up probably next week, the Good Omens podcast, which is a joint venture between TV Podcast Industries and Podcastica. They are doing a Good Omens podcast with, I'm not even going to try to remember those guys' names, uh, <laughs> Irish guys, Scottish guys. Also, they're great to listen to. Check out the Good Omens podcast from uh, TV Podcast Industries and Podcastica. I uh, just sent them a voicemail for episodes four and five of Good Omens. I've uh, interacted with Strange Indeed and uh, sent them some. They're covering Black Mirror currently. That's a Podcastica production. And uh, of course, uh, I may, won't have feedback for a little while because I've got to get caught up. But House Podcastica, which just wrapped up their Game of Thrones podcast a few weeks ago, will has started a Handmaid's Tale podcast. So House Podcastica is now covering The Handmaid's Tale. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We love all those podcasts. And those are all our friends, too. So, yeah, obviously. Yeah. We yeah. Love Check them. out all the podcasts available on Podcastica, on Next Level Podcast Network, and on Golden Spiral Media and TV Podcast Industries. Wow. That's a bunch. It's a growing family, Mark. We're just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next thing you know, you're going to have your own podcast. <laughs> Man, I'd have to edit it, though. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm good at being a partner. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, but you did a lot of work for tonight. Honestly, everybody, I really hadn't had a chance. I had a 60-hour work week, so I didn't really have a chance to really watch Jessica Jones. I was going off of basically, honestly, my memory, and I love the show, and I'm looking forward to it. So whatever feedback you actually are able to give, please send it to facebook.com slash panels of pixels and or panels of pixels one at gmail.com and i'm we, sending we will, that out again yes yeah and we'll put a feedback we'll put up a feedback post uh this week for it hopefully people will, will jump on that and that'll give us something again if you didn't catch the announcement just a few minutes ago starting next week jessica jones season three drop drop dops drops Plops, flops, whatever it is for podcast for uh, streaming shows. Jessica Jones season three hits June fourteenth, and uh, we are so excited to travel back to New York City uh, to see where Jessica Jones has been and what she's going to be doing. Yeah, definitely. So grab your whiskey, watch Jessica, and have a good time. So with that, thanks everyone for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels to Pixels. Good night, everybody. Good, good night, all. <laughs>